What's up and welcome to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. What is up? It's VB. Uh, Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast, you guys. I got J.M. Ryerson on the pod today. Okay, so who is J.M. Ryerson? He is a two-time author. He is a mindset and performance coach. You know we love that. Uh, And he's a keynote speaker. This guy is just, he's like super, super chill vibes, like very inspiring. Does that make sense? Like he just, I don't know. Like I feel like this whole episode is just really, really about letting go of limiting beliefs, really being yourself. Uh, and I feel like he kind of just like embraces that. Not only does he teach that, not only does he teach it, he also just embraces it. And like his essence is very just chill vibes, super inspiring. And I, I feel like that's what I'm trying to be, right? Like, damn, like, okay. I feel like that's what we all as- aspire to be is chill vibes, super inspiring. Um, just like not really even trying too hard. And that's kind of the energy that he puts out in the world. And so, you know, he's a coach to a lot of different people and, and, uh, has a bunch of clients in the performance coaching world, the mindset coaching world. Um, and is putting a bunch of content out there on his, on his Instagram, uh, which is at let's go win three, six, five, like, okay. Yes. Yes. Sign me up for that at let's go win three, six, five. I'm into it. Um, so I feel like that, yeah, that's it. We're going to get all the way into this episode. Of course, like I share some personal stories along the way of, of things that, you know, I experienced in my life up until now that hopefully are relatable to your journey. Right. Cause that's always, always, always my, my goal is to create content on this podcast. that is relatable content that you hopefully can take with you throughout your day, throughout your life and, and, and just makes you feel like, A, you're not crazy, B, you're not alone, uh, that we're all going through this thing called life together and like we can, we can do it here, you know, on, on an extra, extra higher level hashtag together. So let's get into it, guys. Here we go. What is up? Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast, you guys. I have J.M. Ryerson on the podcast today. And I just from looking at your Instagram, I was super excited to have you on. I love all the content that you put out and just kind of the message that you're putting out into the world. So J.M. is a mindset and performance coach who's just really all about everything that I think all of my listeners are all about, which is finding a better version of yourself. So I am so pumped to have you on today. Well, thanks. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate you having me on. And I love talking about dealing with our best selves. I mean, my company, Let's Go In, literally exists to inspire people to live their best lives. And it's pretty cool that we get to wake up and do that with people every single day. So I'm glad to be here. Damn right. I love that. Um, and I'm obsessed with your website, by the way, let's go win.com. <laughs> like, was that domain just available when you looked for it? Because I was like, man, what a killer domain. Let's go win.com. Like literally just typing that in. I was like, hell yeah. Like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so it was not available. I think I had to pay like a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars to someone in Korea that was not using the, the name or at all. But here's what's crazy. I wrote about Let's Go Win almost 21, 22 years ago in a journal. 
totally forgot about it. But the logo, everything, I had written about and I guess marinated on this idea for 20 some odd years before I actually moved forward with the book and then the podcast and all that. So it was very fortunate that it wasn't $150,000 to buy the, the domain, but uh, I got lucky right. and, and it's been an awesome ride. Wow, that's that's amazing. I mean, I feel like I have a sort of sort of similar story in that I was trying to find I was trying to get so we have like the VB squad, right, which is the very best self squad. Uh, and anyways, I was trying to get VB squad on Instagram and it was taken and they had like zero followers, you know, zero posts. Like I was like, nobody's using this. I was, so I'm trying to figure it out. I'm literally on the phone with a lawyer trying to figure out how to get this like this domain or this Instagram handle. And as I'm on the phone, I'm like, well, at the time it was just VB squad, which was Victoria Brown squad, which I always kind of hated. Um, but my soul cycle following somehow it just, it just manifested. It just happened. Um, so I wanted to rebrand it anyways. And I'm on the phone with them and I'm trying to figure this out, trying to get at VB squad. And I'm like, well, what else could it stand for? And I'm listening to the lawyers talk, but I'm like on a whole journey in my mind <laughs> someplace else. And and then I'm like, oh, VB, okay, VBS, very best self. And then it just like popped into my head, very best self. And as I'm on the phone with them, I just searched. And I was like, at very best self on Instagram. And it wasn't taken. I was like, this is fate. This is meant to be. Like, this is insane. Like, how is this not taken? <laughs> no, that's awesome. And what a great name as well. I mean, it clearly describes what you do and even hearing what you do with physical health and whatnot. I, I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm pumped for it. And, uh, and you've got three books as well. Cause I was, I mean, you're working on the third. I'm working say. on the third to the chagrin of my wife, but yeah, I am, I am deep in, in writing mode. And, and so, yeah, I'm working on the third, but that's, I, you know, I just love, it helps me put thoughts together. And so it's a kind of hardcore journaling for the next six months to a year. Yeah, I'm. I'm so interested in that pro in that whole your whole process because I mean, as a performance coach yourself, as a mindset coach yourself, you know, we can get all the way into all the advice that you give other people, but like, like, what does it take to for you to motivate yourself to write not one, not two, but now working on your third book? Because it's easy to give advice, but how difficult do you find it to take your own advice? And do you find yourself taking the advice that you give? you know, your clients as well. Yeah, this is probably one of those things that every coach has felt. We give out advice and we give out these these habits and all these things. But look, we're human beings ourselves. So I tell my kids this, and, and actually I had a really big experience with my son the other day where he's like, dad, you teach me all these things, but you're not doing it right now. And it was such a proud ouch. dad moment. Oh. Yeah, it's seriously, ouch, because like, okay, I, I suck right now as, as my following my advice. But at the same time, those lessons are being learned by him and he's comfortable enough to tell me. So to answer your question, uh, it's, it's an ongoing thing. So like the, one of the best examples I have is, is either writing or going to the gym. So last Friday, I'm going to the gym and I'm literally sitting in the parking lot on my phone going, ah, I'm tired. I don't really want to go. As I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go have a nice, easy workout. And it's leg day, mind you. So we're just going to have a nice little easy leg workout. Well, of course, once you get moving, everything goes really good. And now I had one of the best workouts I've actually had, you know, certainly this year and in the last couple of months. 
but I just had to get moving. And the same thing right. goes for me with writing. It's like when I need to write, I just need to turn on some music and just go. And maybe some's really good. Maybe some of it really sucks. But you know what? The act of it is going to bring all of that out. So to answer your question, Victoria, I am really good some days and I'm really not so great others. But I have these fundamentals and these principles that I follow. And when I just remembered like, hey, relax, have fun is what I have to remember when I'm writing. When I want to work out, just start moving and then good things will happen. But it's not this like, okay, I messed up this process. Therefore, the whole day shot. Nah, look, we're human beings. We're going to screw up. May as well just be okay with it. Give yourself some grace and, and get back after it as, as best you can. Yeah, I love that. It's, it's just that one thing leads to another kind of mindset. You know, totally. just knowing like if you just want to take one step, one step's going to lead to another step and to another step and to another step. And then eventually, you know, you're all before you know it, you're like, OK, wow. Like you said, you get into your groove and it starts to feel really good. And then you're like, OK, cool. Like I can actually give more of myself. I can actually go further. I can keep going. And then I always say like that's where the confidence comes in, too. It's not like you don't have confidence before you start. You have confidence once you start, once you keep going. The confidence then decides mid journey to start showing up. So, no, it's absolutely it's true. It, it, you're not going to feel your best every day. It is literally impossible to feel your best every single day. Now, can you trick yourself into it? Can you have some triggers, as I call them, and as I'm sure you do? Yeah, of course. And music's a big one for me. But I'll tell you what, there are days that I'm like, nah, I don't want to do this. I want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix or just like anyone else. But then, you know, the other part is, if you know your why, and I know that sounds so cliche with what, you know, Simon Sinek came out with his book and it was rad. It was such a good book, but wow. start with why it's so true. So the first book was, I wrote it for my kids. I have two boys, they're 15 and 12, but the whole purpose was if I died, the lessons of my parents and grandparents and mentors and authors, they would have that, those lessons. So if I'm not choosing to write it, I'm actually letting my, my sons down. Now, that is a tough pill to swallow as a parent. So my why was far greater, and that kind of gets you over the hump if you're being lazy that day. Then you throw on some music, so you're right. It's just finding these little triggers to say, you know what, I can trick myself to get going or look at the picture of my kids or, you know, we all need these reminders. That's why I wear the things I do, like the bracelet. It's got the values of my company because I want to remind myself, what, what am I trying to accomplish? If I'm not, I might snap myself and be like, hey, dude. Remember, this is why you exist. Right. Ah, I love that. It's like those those WWJD bracelets that everybody <laughs> used to wear back in the day. Like, what would Jesus do bracelets? Which is, uh, this is a super silly side note, but we had like a best friend and one of my uh, best friends in high school. She was like, she was straight edge, always like doing the right thing, going down the right path. <laughs> And when we left and we went away to college, she gave, there were three of us that were best friends. She gave my best friend, Brittany and myself, WWJD bracelets. And she said, anytime you're going to be in a, you know, sketchy situation, ask yourself, what would Jada do? <laughs> <laughs> I love and it. I crack up. Well, yeah, see, and it I makes you up. happy. Even that silly thing. It's like, oh, it gives you these awesome memories of this amazing girl, Jada, that's helping you out. That's awesome. Yeah. And I like, I like that you think also in terms of legacy, right? As I think that's a big one, right? So even if you don't have kids, you know, there's still like, you will leave behind some sort of legacy. Uh, and so that's a great motivator, I think, in, 
in getting shit done and moving towards your goals and, and, and make documenting the things that you want to do and, and what's important to you and, and the principles of living your life. You know, I think, I think legacy is, is a great motivator. You know, a lot of people have difficulty in motivating themselves for themselves, but they can motivate themselves when they know it's for someone else. Yeah, because we can do anything that's greater than ourselves, right? If the cause is far greater. So again, if, if I look at the last time, and this is not to get political, but let's just think of the last time our country really rallied around. It was right after 9-11, in my opinion, where the whole country was like, hell yeah, USA, we're going to go kick ass. Well, it was because we were against something far greater than any one individual or any one party. And so it's, you know, you're right when it comes to like my kids. Look, I want them to have something far greater than me. Look, I am repeating the lessons that I've learned, all the bumps and bruises that I got. I'm trying to have them not have as many. So if I can just document that and give them, well, guess what? Then maybe they can do it too. But, you know, it's so true. If something is greater than yourself, you will run through brick walls for it. If it's just a selfish endeavor, typically that's where we'll fall short. So find something greater than you, whatever that is. And, and in this case, that's why literally uh, the mission of this company is to inspire people to live their best lives. That'll never be accomplished. I knew that the moment that I wrote it, but that means every day I have something to work for. Every single moment I, I will have never arrived and that's a pretty good feeling. I mean, it's like, all right, what are we going to do today? We've got to go kick ass. How are we going to do that? How are we going to inspire? Right. I love that. And that's another Simon Sinek thing as well, actually. Uh, he talks about writing a mission statement and ultimately you want it to be something that you can never achieve. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of his. He's brilliant. He has inspired so many himself. So yes, you're right. It, it is something that will never be achieved. Man, we always have something to work for. Yep, that's right. Um, so I'm curious, what is on your bracelet? Are they your three cornerstones? Is that what, because I was going to jump into that, your three your three cornerstones and what they are and what they mean to you. But is that what's on your bracelet as well? Yeah, so the three okay, core cool. values is actually what's on the bracelet. And here's why. So this is my fourth company that I've had a chance to build or be a part of building. And my second company, I was one of the guys that, you know, had done the values and the mission statement, all that stuff. And I'm standing on stage and I'm I'm literally trying to rally a crowd of about 1,500 talking about the values. And we had six at the time. I got to five and literally drew a blank. So again, mind you, I'm one of the people that wrote these values and I want the whole company to know them. And I can't remember myself. Well, I was so smart that day. I actually added a seventh core value, which was ridiculous. I couldn't remember six, but let's make seven. And, and the reason that I tell you that story is the right after that conference, I went back with the executives and I was like, guys, we can't remember all the values. How can our, our people that are in that audience and literally less than 10 percent when we kind of did a poll knew what our all our values were. So to answer this question, yeah, it's courage, fun and transcend. Those are the three core values of let's go win. They all have a, a really specific meaning and I don't ever want to forget it. Now, what's fascinating about these core values, fun is one that's been with every single one of my companies. And the reason is, is when I get into work mode, I get really serious. Like my wife's like, why don't you smile every once in a while when you're doing these videos? I'm like, I, I, I'm just really passionate about it. She's like, well, 
Remember to have fun. And so I want to, I want to remind myself, Hey, let's, let's be courageous today. Let's go have some fun. Let's transcend our self-limiting beliefs is what that means to me. And so I just want to remind myself, this is why this company is here. And so if I'm working with a client or somebody that is like, yeah, let's go win's cool. What's it all about? Boom. Here's a bracelet. This is what it means. And, and it's easy to repeat. I love that. I mean, I tell my, for anytime somebody shows up in my soul cycle class, you know, I'll say, you know, brand new for the first time, I'll say, raise your hand if it's your first time here at soul cycle. And then anybody who raises their hand, I'll introduce my, myself, da, 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 welcome them to the class, tell the whole class to make some noise for that person and welcome them to the squad, the family, whatever. And then I, I say to them every time I say, okay, two things. Number one, have fun. Number two, take it at your own pace. And then I usually take it a step further and say, by the way, those two things are not just for my first time writers. That's for everybody in the room. Have fun and take it at your own pace. And I mean, honestly, we should live, live life the same way. <laughs> well, it's so true. If it's not fun, how long are you going to do it? Look, if, if right. the reason people come back to you at SoulCycle, because they had a great time. If it was awful for however long your class was, if it was like 59 out of 60 minutes of dread, well, guess what? They're not going to come back. So it's great advice. It's so simple yet so profound to be like, you know what? Let's have fun. We're not on this earth that long. We might as well smile and have a good time while we're doing it. Right. I couldn't agree more. And it's crazy too, because like I look at times in my life where I struggled or things just didn't come as easily or where I wasn't feeling or finding as much success, let's say just within my soul cycle career, for instance, you know, it's, it's always, it was always moments when I was taking myself way too seriously and forgetting to have fun. And, and that translates in so many different ways. Like if I'm not having fun, then the people in the room aren't having fun. And if I'm not like, you know, if I if I'm taking myself way too seriously, then they're going to take themselves too way too seriously. And then, you know, before you know it, like the 45 minutes is up and they're unclipping and like, what did they actually get out of it? What did I get out of it? What did anybody get out of it? It's just like, okay, so you sweat a little bit. Uh, cool. Well, you can do that anywhere. So like, what makes it special? What makes it different? What makes it unique? What makes it fun? Well, it's so true. It's like trying to stay in the present moment. So like right now, we're, I'm having a great time listening to your questions, trying to give my very best to your audience. And right now, this is all that exists in my world. All the other stuff, every other task or whatever I have. And I'm sure you talk about this to your people like, hey, I want you to be present. Be here right now and give 100%. Give that, as you said, this is somebody brand new. Clap like nobody, like no one cares. Like dance like no one's watching. You know, that whole idea. And it's so true. If you just let some of these things cares and worries go away and live your very best self right this moment and you keep doing that what's amazing is what you start to accomplish but if you do get so serious oh I gotta it's like it, it just never goes well and I don't care if that's in relationships or parenting business if you act that way who wants to be around that everybody wants to have fun we all want to be happy I think at the end of the day the one common theme all human beings have is they all want to be happy period point blank I don't think there's a lot of commonalities all human beings have other than that so let's have fun while we're doing it I could not agree more um, I'm gonna go off on like a small tangent and I can't remember if I told this story on the podcast before uh, but I feel like it's really fitting for this moment so there was this time 
where I was up for employee of the year, okay, uh, for this company that I used to work for. And so there were, you had to be nominated by like your regional person. And then like, you know, I created this like, this like whole pitch deck and like got lots of like recommendation letters, et cetera. So this was like nationwide, okay. And so I get employee of the quarter, which is incredible, incredible, incredible. So they pick you know, obviously there's four quarters, they have four employees. And, uh, then there's like this, the end of the year, like kind of like, I don't know, you brought, they brought all the employees together. They do this giant conference. And like, typically I would not have been invited to that, to the conference. It was all HQ, um, employees. So I get invited to this conference. It's at the St. Regis in Atlanta. Like, I mean, I'm at this like baller hotel. I'm so Frickin' pumped because winning employee of the year also came with like a giant amount of opportunity travel. Like it was just, it was a, it was a really, really big deal. And so I remember we had these interviews. Okay. And you had to go into the interview and all four of us, the, uh, uh the women who were, um, up for this, this, um, award or whatever, we were waiting for our turn to go in this interview. And I remember like, you know, I picked out the perfect outfit and I did the perfect thing. And I had all of the answers to what questions that I thought that they might ask me, you know, downloaded in my brain about how badly I wanted this and how passionate I was and how much I cared. And I really just cared. And I remember they asked me like certain questions. And I remember I was like, well, I, I have to get that one thing out, make sure they know that one thing. And I would start answering questions. They didn't even freaking ask me because <laughs> I was like, I just can't leave this room without them knowing how much I want this. And, and so I get out of the interview and in my mind, I was like, I crushed it. I was like, I crushed it. I was like, it could not have gone better. I regret nothing. I felt incredible. I was on cloud nine. So I walk out and then I, for whatever reason, they, we were like waiting for everyone to go. I have no idea why. Cause that seems like really strange in hindsight. Uh, <laughs> and like, it was like something off, like honestly, like off TV. Cause like you walked into this giant boardroom with all like the big execs in the room, etc. So this other girl, she comes out afterwards and she's like beaming with pride as well. She's like, I could tell the way she walked out. Her interview like went really, really well. And so of course, like, you know, being polite, I was like, oh, like, like how did it go? How do you feel? She was like, oh my God, I feel so great. She, and I was like, she goes, yeah, we just talked about Star Wars the whole time and about how I had a pet rock as a kid. And I literally was like, huh? And then I was like, oh, she's out. She's not going to get it. Like clearly she's not going to get it. I was like, I'm not worried about her check box out. Okay, cool. I only got two other women who are my competition. So of course, I mean, I think you can guess how this story goes. She wins and I'm crushed. I'm devastated. I'm like, how did this happen? I'm like, they were in that room. They heard my answers. They know how badly I wanted it, how passionate I was, how much I care about the company, how much I care about the brand, blah, 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 blah. Oh my God. Did I not? I forgot to have fun. <laughs> I forgot to show them who I was as a human being. I forgot to show them that I can laugh and I like that, like life is not that serious. And like, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it is in any job interview. It was one of the biggest, it was one of the greatest lessons I've learned in my life thus far. And I know that maybe sounds corny, but it really was because I was like, oh man, like people don't want you to have all the answers. They don't want you to, to, like act like you have all the answers. They don't need you to feel, they don't need you to like be the person who's got it all figured out because guess what? Nobody does. And that's not real. They want to know about your pet rock collection. They want to know about your obsession with star Wars and all the weird quirks that make you, you.
That's so true. I mean, look, this is all about human connection. Energetically, you know, literally she connected on a Star Wars or those that happen to have a pet rock or just found the fact that she's willing to be that authentic. I, you know, I liken that to, I think of people that win like Academy Awards and then you have the really scripted speakers and they thank everybody perfectly and they look all polished. And then you have the, the guy or gal that gets up and just cries and literally kind of loses their shit. And you think back, who do you remember? I don't remember the scripted person. I remember the person that truly showed real raw emotion and was authentic. And that's what I hear in what you're saying there. It's like, that is such a good lesson. And actually, not that we were talking about business, but that was the most profound lesson I've learned in leadership is to just be me. So like I'm on camera in a t-shirt, that's just who I am. I used to be the three button suit tie up to here. And I thought I had to sound a certain way. And in business, my business grew, but it was because of so many hours and grinding. The moment I chose to just be me, it everything blew up, exponentially grew faster. And it's just I, more people, if they can find their pet rock Star Wars, so many people, if they can just do that, I, I think that is such a great reminder to us all is like, be you, be your authentic self, because that is attractive. Yeah, I totally agree. And now I feel like I'm going off on like a tangent, but like, I think it's um, the Gen Z kids and Gen, they all, they see it, right? They know, like, they're really good at being super, super, super authentic and real, I think. And so I think it's, I don't know if, if you're experiencing this, but like, I think the self-help world is like changing in a, in a giant, giant way in the way that we deliver content as well. And especially like putting it on TikTok, let's say like, it, they don't want polished shit. They don't, they want to know like who you are and like, how can you deliver this message out to the world that like, you know, to be your best self, but like in a way that people like feel, makes them feel good about themselves instead of making you feel like shit about yourself because the, the self-help world has been delivering content for a really long time that actually kind of weirdly makes you feel like shit about yourself. You know yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not authentic. I, and it's so true because, for instance, I was, I grew up thinking that boys don't cry. That was not only right. thinking, that's how, what I was taught. And it's just terrible advice. Like, no, nah, dude, boys cry and that's okay. It shouldn't be a boy versus a girl thing. I'm not saying go around weeping. That's not the point. But rather than stuffing that stuff way down and blowing like a volcano, let it out if you have to. And that's what I think has been shook, if you will, or woke and all these different terms. But the truth is like, no, that was bad advice. Let's let's actually be ourselves. And that's such an attractive quality. Now, again, there's good and the bad, right? I wish more of them would actually talk to them, each other, not just <laughs> like this. I watch right. kids sitting there talking to each other via cell phone, and that's like where I'm like, gosh, darn it, you guys just talk to each other. But I will say, I agree with you where they are way more comfortable expressing who they are. And I think it's beautiful. Yeah. And now I'm really going deep, dark down this path because I was having this discussion uh, with a friend of mine today who's, she's a millennial. And she was like, yeah, she's like, I can get up in front of her. I can get up in front of a room of a hundred people. No problem. And tell, like, talk to them, whatever. She's like, with creating these TikToks and these reels and all these things and like doing it by myself and like putting it out into the world is like not organic for, you know, millennial generation, et cetera. And I'm like, yeah, that's because like, also they say like these Gen X kids, Gen Z kids, like, you know, it, they're terrified to order a pizza. <laughs> 
<laughs> but they could like get on TikTok and crush it. You know what I mean? So it's it's give and take and, and learning, you know, every end of every spectrum, you know, as we, as we grow just as humans. No, it, it is fascinating to watch the various generations, how we yeah. were raised and how it's all different. And there's always, you know, good and bad, like take the good, remove the bad and, and you know, take the strengths. Some of these Gen Z things, what they can do, it's, it is amazing what they do. And you're right. If we can, I, I feel that so much when videoing, because it's hard for me to be like, okay, go, you're on. Whereas like now we're having an organic conversation. I don't know where you're going to go and whatever I answer is going to be just like it's coming from the heart. That will be typically really solid. Now, I may say yeah. um or ah or I cuss here or I mess up there. But the truth is that's that's just who I am. That's how we talk as human beings. If I get up and I'm really polished, typically it's boring. Truth be told. Yeah. Snooze we, fest. We, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's the truth. Um, OK, so let's talk self-limiting beliefs. How do we get beyond those uh, so we can actually believe that we are worthy of everything that we want in this life? Because I know that that's a big one that you kind of touch on with your clients and something that we all face. Such a good question. So the first thing is just to recognize that we all have them and ask why. Why do I think this way? So, for instance, I was raised with a scarcity mindset around money, and that was inherited from generation to generation. Just got kind of put into me that making a lot of money was a bad thing. So the first time I made some pretty significant, I didn't feel good. I felt like shit, actually. I really had to learn like, okay, I'm not a bad person for making money. In fact, I can do a lot of great things. I can create other opportunities for people or give back to charity or whatever. But that took a long time. So the first thing to recognize is why do I think that way? Just write it down. Get it the hell out of your head because the truth is you probably don't know and you're going to have to do some real digging to figure that out. But typically, uh, you have received these hardwired things into us that have been passed down. So the beautiful thing about parents is we they want their very best. They want to protect us. Just like I, do, I want to do for my kids. I'm giving them some really shitty stuff right now. I just know that with some of the good stuff. But they're going to have to overcome their own self-limiting beliefs, whatever that is. And once you just realize that it's okay, why do I think that way? Oh, it's because dad felt this way or mom felt this way. Well, does that make it true? No. Okay. What do I actually think about it? So I actually do something with fear that I think is pretty applicable and it's called the three R's. The first thing to do is just recognize it. What is my fear? My fear is, I don't know, public speaking, let's say. Okay. So I write that down. And the next thing I'm going to do, the next R is I'm going to release it. So we release it on paper, but I want to physically release it. So I might tear it up. Burn it is actually my favorite. I might have a little cry. You know, I, I kind of like the fire. So maybe that's uh, why. Or I might eat it or shred it or whatever I'm going to do, but I'm going to get rid of it. That's the release part. And then the third R is to react and absolute opposition of whatever that fear is. So if I'm afraid of public speaking, which by the way, people public speak all the time. They just don't think of it in that, that context. But when they're talking to another human, they're doing it in public. It's public speaking. If you do it in front of an audience, it's still public speaking. It's just a different platform, if you will. So what I suggest to people is figure out whatever your, your fear is. Recognize it. So write it down. Release it. Tear it up. Burn it. Shred it. Whatever you want. And then a, in exact opposition of that fear, just put yourself out there. And what you find is those fears or those self-limiting beliefs 
we're far greater inside our head than it ever is whatever you're attempting to do. Now, you might have to repeat that process several times. It doesn't just like, okay, I did it one time and, oh, now I'm the greatest orator in the world. No, that's not the way it works. But at least you've confronted that fear and figured out, oh, it's not that bad. Actually, maybe I really enjoy speaking. And you've heard these stories of people when they confront their fears that it's actually their favorite thing to do, like making money for me. I love it. I love it. You know why? Because I I just hired another gal today. She is awesome. She's going to impact the world. But if I didn't make enough to do that, I couldn't offer that opportunity. So I had to shift my entire mindset around that particular uh, self-limiting belief for myself. So the the three R's certainly helps, but just ask some questions. Why do I think this way? Where did that come from? Right. I say this a lot is that we don't have to have all of the answers. We just have to have have to ask ourselves the right questions. Mm. It's a great, yep. Because it's true. We don't, we get hung up by the fact that we don't have all of the answers, but a way to get there is to just start asking yourself a boatload of questions. And I love that. That's how you begin with it is like, why am I feeling this way? Why is this coming up for me? And like, you know, let's get to the root of it. Cause that's what, that's what anything is. It's what, you know, when we have fear, when we have limiting, limiting beliefs, when we have lack of confidence, when we have literally anything, it's just a matter of us uncovering what the hell is standing in our way, finding what the root cause is, and then being like, okay, cool, I'm going to figure this out and go beyond it now. But but it's it's figuring out the root cause. And I think a lot of times it's something, A, we never even realized, or B, something that can be kind of silly even sometimes. And then you figure it out and you say that out loud to yourself and you're like, wait, what? Like, I'm, what? That No, I, no. Like, I'm bigger than that. I'm better than that, whatever it is, you know? It's so true. And just think for a moment, I love what you said, because- How boring would it be if we had all the answers? Like, dude, life would suck if we knew everything about the world. Like that, that would leave no intrigue, no adventure. So why pretend? Why? No one wants to have a boring life. So why even try to act like you have all the answers? That would be like celebrating like a birthday party all by yourself. Like, no, no one wants that. You have a birthday party to be around people and celebrate together celebrate your day together with other people so i love what you said there because it's so true having all the answers sounds awful yeah honestly it does would you say that we already have everything that we need to be successful uh yeah i mean we have the tools to to get them that doesn't mean that uh we 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 have fulfilled them so for instance um I love learning. My favorite thing to do is to read and to share. So yes, I have the tools within me, but I have to go actually put the effort in, put the actions in to go find it. So for instance, doing the podcast, I have the ability, I had the ability for years. I just never chose the actions. And guess what? The first two podcasts I did, I literally screwed them both up. So I had to re-record both of them and they were both almost 45 minutes long. Both my guests weren't exactly fired up about that. But my point is like, I had the ability, but I had to put myself out there. I had to do the actions and be able and courage. That's why courage is so important to me. That's why it's literally, yeah, it's right over here. It's to remind myself, put yourself out there, go fail. When people are afraid of failure, I'm like, dude, you are missing out on all these amazing lessons. 
I love to get to fail and get my ass kicked. It's one of my favorite things. It's like, all right, what did I learn? How am I getting better? So to answer your question, very long-winded, yes, we do. But you have to be willing to put it into play and put yourself out there. Yeah, I think it's like it's like sharpening your tools. You know, it's like you already got the knife, let's say, but you got to make sure that knife, the knife is, is sharp, right? And it's got to be sharpened. Uh, so it's just making sure all of your tools are, are uh, readily available for you because they're, they're there, but ready for action. It's funny that you said tools because you, the whole saying iron sharpens iron. Right. That's why you want to be around other really le- like level up and be around people, you know, smarter than you and challenging you. You don't want to be the person that knows all in that room. If you are, you're in the wrong damn room. And so it's so true. I love what you said there because it's like that that's what we all need to do is challenge ourselves, be around people better than us. That's the only way we're going to get better is if, hey, I'm around, you know, Victoria. She's kick ass at podcast. I'm learning from her. Awesome. And I get to get better by doing it um, versus like, OK, this person's not very good. I'm going to go on their show so I can look like a star. That, that would be foolish. So, right. yeah. Yeah. I love it. All good things. I feel like I could talk to you for freaking ever. Um, I have so many questions. Like I still haven't even asked. Um, I know you played sports uh, a lot growing up and and that's part of like who you are. I wanted to ask a question because I I played year round sports. I've always been an athlete. Um, You know, what's kind of some of the best advice that you've gotten from a coach, uh, you know, in terms of leadership or, or whatever it is, but any, any advice that you have off the top of your head, like a moment that, you know, was really inspiring to you that you found through sport. Uh, I always love that. The most compelling one. And there's so many, I mean, I, I literally, we could spend the next couple of days on it, but I had a, my sophomore year, uh, my basketball coach, uh, his name is Don Mast. And, I had actually blown out my knee uh, having some recruits up that that spring. And at the time, that, that was at a junior college. And the reason I tell you that is because my scholarship was not guaranteed. In fact, the day I blew it out, I was supposed to uh, sign my letter of intent to come back or if I was going to transfer. And so I'm in the hospital bed with torn ACL, blown out meniscus. And I know the doctor's like, there's no way you play next year. Don Mass comes to my hospital bed and puts my uh, agreement to, to sign as I'm laying, you know, with my leg completely fucked for all better, you know, lack of a better term. And I looked at him and I said, coach, I'm, I can't play next year. And he goes, I know. And I said, well, you can't give me this scholarship. You have to go get somebody else. He's like, no, you'll earn every every bit of it. And I said, just let me be clear. I cannot play for you again next year. He said, you will earn it. And I have trust that you'll bring value to this team. His ability to, to, to let go of a scholarship, which he was limited to begin with, to have that loyalty, I, I learned such a valuable lesson there. Just because somebody's hurt, not at their very best, that doesn't mean they're disposable. In fact, maybe they're your greatest asset and you just have to get creative. So coach had me run the, the morning practice shoot around. He had me do the lifting program with the trainers. He had me do all of the uh, pre, pre-game stuff that he hated to do. And 
I was able to learn around him. So I, I know that's a long story of a lesson, but it was one of those lessons that I'll never forget. And I hope I pay it forward as much as he did, because it taught me so much about people are not disposable just because they're not going to be their very best for the next month, year, whatever it is. And we have to see what what is still there, what they can do, what their ability is. And so often we determine by based on a resume or what can they do for me? He didn't look at it like that. He said, you'll learn it. And I know you will. And it's just one of those lessons that'll stick with me forever. I, I've utilized it in business. I teach my kids all the time with their own sports, but a remarkable man. And, and I learned many lessons from him, but that was the one that really stands out. That is very powerful. And no, no reason or no wonder it, uh, it stands out to you. I think that would to anybody. It was like, Hey, I, I believe in you and I'm going to bet on you. Even if you can't, you know, produce what you normally do, like they'll still be, you know, just the loyalty is major, major, major. That's a really cool story. Um, okay. One more question for you today. So, uh, what is one piece of advice that you would give your younger self? Oh, just one. That's going to be hard. Uh, the, the one piece, if I have to only pick one, is be, be aware of who you're surrounding yourself with. Um, you know, the, we've heard it from Jim Rohn to Tony Robbins to literally anybody in, in our field that works with performance. You are a direct reflection of the five closest to you. And I don't care whether you name five or 50. Look at who you're surrounding yourself with. That's the biggest thing I would change. And I, I'm not, I have no regrets for how I lived life. I really don't because I learned the lessons I did. I'm at the point in my life I'm at because of the mistakes I've made. However, could I be further along? Could I have impacted more people? Um, yeah, I think all those things are, are possible. And so often I took for granted, I have this circle and I'm just going to keep this circle to me. And even in my early 20s where it's like, I, I kind of like, I have my group and I'm good. How foolish that sounds now to think at 22, like this is my group and it's not really going to expand and I'm not going to open other ideas, thoughts, cultures, whatever. How naive that really was. So that would be the one if I have to pick. I mean, I have about six more, but with the one, just just be be open to who you surround yourself with and make sure you're proud of who they are. Because I have to say about 15 years ago, I looked in the mirror and I wasn't real proud of what I was looking at in terms of who am I surrounding myself with? What am I doing? Am I truly fulfilling my potential? I wasn't. I was doing okay, but I could have been doing a hell of a lot better. And so every single day, I love my tight circle but I love adding people to it. And if I need to remove someone or if, if I'm not fulfilling my piece, then I need to step up. So that's, that's the lesson that I absolutely every single day, you know, just like meeting you, I I've never met Victoria before. I'm excited that I have, she's doing some amazing things and, and I love to be a part of that. So that would be what I would tell my younger self. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it is so true. It is so damn true. You can, and you can have great friends, but you, that doesn't mean you have to get rid of somebody always to expand your circle. Um, you know, just, you know, just find a way to just keep on, you know, I don't know, casting the net a little bit wider always and, and bringing new people in. And yeah, I love it. Just because I was thinking of your friend Jada, it's like, 
I don't know if you're still real tight or, or, yeah. or you're not. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So that could be your lifetime friend. You know, people come in for yeah. a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Yeah. And those lifetime friends, hang on to them with dear life. But let's say she wasn't. You learned that valuable lesson, WWJD, what would Jada do? It's like, damn, Jada imparted some really wise stuff to me. So that that's that's how I look at that is you're right. Sometimes just redefine the relationship a little bit. Yeah, 100%. No, yeah. What, I'm very lucky. I have my two best friends from high school, and we're still like thick as thieves, like we, the three musketeers, you know? So, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a great example. And I've expanded my circle, but still have them to this day. So, you know, I'm, I'm super fortunate for that. But yeah, uh, the Drake song, No New Friends, is out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Drake, right? Yeah. Um, anyways, all right, JM, such an honor and a pleasure to have you on. And thank you for all the wisdom and the uh, conversation. And so he's got uh, his book, the two that you can go out and buy today, right now, Let's Go Win and Champions Daily Playbook. And uh, both of those are going to be great to, uh, you know, get in the keys to living your best life and how to develop healthy habits in 90 days. And beyond that, uh, what, I mean, what are we looking out for the new book when? 2023, yeah. 2024? No, 2023. Yeah, it'll okay. be I, I, probably early part of that year, hopefully near January 1, but that, that would be the goal. Wheels are in motion. Keep an <laughs> eye out. Um, all right, J.M., thanks so much. Thank you. Two, one. That is a wrap. J.M. Ryerson, you guys. Let's go win. I need that on a T-shirt. Like, I need that on a T-shirt. Like, I wonder if he makes t-shirts because I feel like I need let's go win on a t-shirt. I meant to ask him and I forgot. Uh, and what I was, the question I was going to ask him is, can we win every day? And I'm mad. I forgot to ask him this question. Um, but you know, I feel like I already know what his answer would be. And I know what my answer is, which is the answer is yes. Of course you can win every single day. You know, we're so hard on ourselves. I feel like so often, and we give ourselves such a hard rap about what we're doing or what we aren't doing, uh, that we forget, we forget to find the small wins throughout our day. So that's going to be my parting message for you today. I hope you enjoyed this interview, uh, with JM and I hope that you continue to find small wins throughout each and every day because there's always something to celebrate, always, right? You just have to go out looking for that. You have to open your eyes to that. And it's, it's so far more easy to look at the negative. It's far more easy to find what's going wrong and focus our energy on that. Uh, and it takes a lot of practice to put ourselves in a position to look and search for our wins throughout the day. So look for your wins, let go of your limiting beliefs. As JM said, um, ask yourself, you know, get a bracelet, ask yourself what Jada would do, LOL. Um, or whoever you want to put in that space. But, uh, yeah, just remind yourself and check in often on, uh, how to live your best life, right? That's, that's the goal. That is the goal. All right, you guys, that is a wrap for today. I'm Victoria Brown. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Victoria Brown. You can follow our podcast handle at very best self. Um, and I would so appreciate five stars, uh, for you to subscribe and to leave us a review. Much appreciated. I'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Peace out.